Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. Right guys, um, we'll try again. I just tried to go live, um, but my friend's Facebook Messenger account got hacked and I was just getting mess like calls every two seconds. Uh, I had to throw away the, the, live, uh, the live show. So, uh, welcome back. Uh, hi, Brian. Hi, Giadu. Hi, Kazan. Hi, Yankingo. Uh, where in the world are we, are we calling from today? Where are you guys based, first of all? What part of the world? It's always interesting to know uh, where everyone's dialing in from. Hi, Jay. How you doing? We've got Singapore's in the house. Where else have we got? The the feed is very slow. I think Instagram Live's done. Hi, Richard. Right, I'm great. Good to have, have everyone on. We're just gonna. Hi, Champagne Bubbler. Champagne Bubbler's doing some great things, um, fighting uh, knife crime and all this kind of stuff. Um, so follow Champagne Bubbler. He's a great character. He's doing some decent things. A very talented rap artist. Um, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, good to have you on the feed, buddy. Uh, hi, welcome back, Neil. Uh, Jose, Toronto, great. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I was just saying, like, you know, I just sorry I had to drop the call just then. Um, I know it was a few kind of minutes into the live tonight, but uh, a friend of mine's Facebook account got hacked and my, my phone was just blowing up with so many, like, message requests, like... Um, so I had to, I had to get off, um, but I'm back now. I've just blocked them, so we're not going to be interrupted again. So look, you know the deal, guys. I'm here every week. I'm here to address your social questions, your dating questions. How can I help you? How can I help you move forward? What have been the struggles? What have been the the constant hurdles that you had been facing last year that you want to get away from facing this year? right? Use the time wisely. Ask me the questions that you want to ask me, right? If you could have the courage, right, to ask me right now one question, what would it be, right? What is standing in the way right now from you getting the things that you want in your life, right? Now, you know me as a coach that helps you with your social life and with women, but naturally, as we start to have a conversation about such things, you can start to see how they can apply in other areas of your life. I always say this, guys, if you get great at building relationships, what can you not do? You can build a fantastic social circle. You can build a relationship with people you want to get intimate with. You can build a relationship with people you want a long-lasting and loving relationship with, right? And you can also get very skilled at building influential relationships that will do well for you in your career and your business. So if you had the confidence, right, to be able to build relationships, what area would you put that in? Yeah, what area would you like to see more fruits come from, right? Hi, James, good to have you on. Right, hi, Neil. So Neil says, how do I get loads of viewers on Instagram when I dress up as a female pop star to carry <laughs> Listen, Neil, Neil, if you dress up as a female pop star doing karaoke, you've got my view, right? You've got my view. I'm, I'm, I'm there, buddy. 
<laughs> um, if that's your thing, if I mean, maybe there's a channel for that, maybe that's the new niche. Maybe you know, transvestite uh, pop star karaoke is 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 the thing. Maybe there's a niche for that. Maybe there's a need. I haven't seen that category on Pornhub. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe you're onto something there, buddy. God, Jesus. <laughs> Large and lovely. I like that handle. I like that handle. So, guys, I'll tell you something. Something I've been um, discussing with one of my clients today was the concept of hypergaming, right? And what we know that to be is where women select the man who has the most perceived value, right? Um, either in the room or just in their life, okay? Now, that's not to say that you don't stand a chance of women if you're not the most valuable person in the room. Well, I want to bring I want to bring this subject up because I want to um, bring it into bring it into conversation that we should constantly be looking to better ourselves, right? We should constantly be looking to become the better version of ourselves, always increasing our status, looking after others, giving to others, um, just becoming your better self, right? So if I ask you the question, like. What could you do right now to improve on where you are in your life, right? What could you do right now to go one step, two step, three steps higher than you were last year? What's the actions that you need to take, right? Write them down. Write down the actions because you need something to make you accountable moving forward, right? So don't get lazy. Don't get stagnant. I really do believe you need to li live your life through lists, right? There's a couple of Facebook posts that resonated with me that, you know, you often see these motivational quotes that float around on Facebook and stuff. And uh, there was something that said, you know, you need a, a list for your daily goals, you need a list for your monthly goals, your five-year goals, and your lifetime goals. And I really do believe that because if it's not written down, then you're not really going to dedicate your attention to it. You're going to become very passive in the way that you move through life and you're going to either choose a distraction or, f or be distracted, right? But if you're more focused and you, you've got your goals set out, then, you know, you've got direction, you know, I, I always say this, you're either, you're either captain in the ship, right, or you're just kind of sitting in the ship and you're just going kind of left to right, you know, you haven't really got your hand on the wheels, no, which, which one are you, right, are you, are you the captain of the ship or you're sitting there as a passenger just moving left to right and not really knowing where you're going, right, because I think we, I think sometimes we fall into the pattern of doing really, really well and becoming very, very disciplined and strict on the direction we need to go, and then we might fall out of that pattern a little bit. It might be through fatigue. It might be through exhaustion. And we just kind of passively kind of moving around for a little bit, right? And I'm saying this because I've, I've fell victim to that myself as well. You know, you may suffer a bit of burnout, again, fatigue. And then you kind of drift a little bit. Um, and I always realize why it's happened. It's because I stopped doing my lists. I just stopped doing my lists. So every time I go back to list making, I get shit done right? So I think that's a really good practical tip for your day-to-day, -day, right? Your, your your passion projects, you know, the things that you want to experience in life, the places that you want to go, a bucket list perhaps. Um, you know, start writing these things down, you know, and, and then, and then put a deadline to it, right? I was the worst at this. Growing up through school and education, I, I would, I'd write the goals down, but, and, but what was always the missing piece for me was I wouldn't put a deadline, 
right? And I think, again, we probably all are victim to that because I know I wasn't the only one sat in the library on the last day of school trying to finish off the assignment when I had like the whole four or five months to, to do it, you know? And the reason is because I didn't give myself a deadline, you know? I just ran out of time, right? So make sure you put your deadlines to your goals. And I'm saying that as well because I get people that come to me and they want to do better in this area of their life. And I always go, well, how soon do you want to move on this? And you go, well, there's no, really, there's no sort of time. I just want to do it. And the people that don't take action or don't step forward are the people that don't create urgency in their life. So a deadline creates urgency. Okay. Um, who have we got on here? Let's have, a, let's have a scroll down. Guys, this is the Ask Me Anything series. I come on it every week around this sort of time. And I ask you questions relating to dating and social life. Okay. Um, if you want to become more confident in that area... Uh, throw me a question, right? Be vulnerable enough right now. This is a safe place for you just to throw a question out and I will answer it for you, okay? Hi, Abby, thanks for jumping on. Um, Large and Lovely says you have to love yourself first and set goals to achieve. Absolutely, you know, if you don't, here's the thing, it's not just love though, it's also respect yourself. This is something that I've been talking about um, recently uh, with my clients who are in relationships and they're having relationship issues, right? And more often than not, the reason why someone is ha having relationship issues is because they stop respecting themselves, right? So we have to have our boundaries in the relationship. And I feel that I've been writing about this as well. I've been writing about possessive behavior, obsessive behavior, and all these kind of things. But in the realm of relationships, right, you've got to have your boundaries. And what I mean by that is certain values that you have and certain things that are important to you. And here's the thing. You've got to be brave enough to stand up to your partner when they are close to crossing a boundary or they have crossed a boundary, okay? Arguments are okay for the relationship. Don't worry about breaking up. You're not going to be, you know, it, you're not going to break up over an argument, okay? An argument is getting something to the surface that you both didn't know about each other in the first place, right? So it's a learning experience. So just put your mature cap on and go, okay, what did we learn from this argument? argument and then come back around the table and discuss it right like adults yeah so this is my, kind of my way of diffusing conflict seeing an, seeing an argument as a learning opportunity within the relationship i know it's uncomfortable when you have those arguments in a relationship at the heat of the moment you know all the emotions are going and you're thinking oh god we're going to break up this is the end and you might even have a false mini breakup like you might say something silly like you know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm finished with you, it's over, you know, but it's just an emotional response to the situation. When the emotions are settled, come back around the table, be thankful that you had the argument because it brought something new to the table that you're able to look at, repair, and remember, if you can't weather this storm, then, you know, it's, it doesn't really have the minerals for a long-term relationship, right? So don't be scared of the arguments, they're a healthy thing. Um... Thanks for large and lovely. <laughs> that set me off on a, a good uh, train of thought there. Neil Oates says, I nearly went to Britain's Got Talent. I was close to getting on TV last year. Fantastic. Throw yourself at opportunities, my friend. Um, Drew, I welcome, buddy. Uh, good seeing you at an uh, event um, before the year end. I uh, hope to see you at many more. Uh, Abby says, "Love a good list." Yeah, we got to live our life a little bit more, a little bit more by lists. Um, 
Large and lovely says, I have a hard time keeping deadlines. How can I keep a, yeah. I mean, it's just about like, you need, it's just the basics, man. It's just the basics, pen and paper, and then the calendar, you know, pen and paper and calendar, or, you know, I've got a Mac in front of me, right? So notepad and iCal, that's it, right? And set yourself reminders, get your calendar to remind you and push you notifications to do something and, or give you like a two day lead up to this needs to be finished by this date, right? How can you keep a relationship going? Um, by being consistent, by being consistent, be loving, caring, nurturing, challenging, like I said earlier, like, you know, um, be true to your values and communicate your boundaries. Because if you don't communicate boundaries, here's the thing, the other, the other in your relationship is just going to end up taking the piss, right? And if you let someone take the piss once, twice, three times, you're going to lose attraction, okay? You lose respect. If you lose respect, you're going to lose attraction, okay? So again, I think like a big thing tonight is what I'm sharing with you guys is you've got to stand up to your partner. You've got to let them know when they're in the wrong. Because here's the thing, when we left home, right, the family home, whoever was responsible for introducing discipline into our life, right, uh, whether it be our father or mother or whoever your guardian was, when you, got, when you leave home, you've left the discipline behind, right? So, but in actual fact, it's something that we crave from one another. Because think about it, if you haven't got anyone to call you out on your shit, then what the hell, what are you going to get up to? You know, for me, when I'm, when I'm expressing this sort of stuff to my clients, I think I, I express this as one of the most important things that a partner is able to stand up to me, right? I, I need it. You know, we both need it. We're not always right. We're not always wrong. You know? Um, hi, Leaf, Leaf Fletch. Hi, Burn Market. Hi, Rob. Welcome back. Large and lovely says I was in a <laughs> large and lovely. I love that handle. <laughs> it's putting a big smile on my face. I love that. <laughs> I was in a seven-year relationship and he woke up one morning and texted me after I left home to say he no longer loves me and there is someone else. What did I do wrong? Well, again, what it's like an inner observation, isn't it? It's um, really think about that. What was missing in that relationship? right? It's normally a certain level of communication. Again, it might be the fact that you were passive. Were you passive? Be honest with yourself. Were you passive with bullshit behavior that was going on in that relationship, right? Were you? Or was you giving the guy a hard time? Was you giving a hard time? Was you obsessive? Were you, was you possessive, right? Um, really need to spend some time with you uh, and, and work out, you know, all the intricacies in your relationship and what the what the, the strain points were. I mean, the the seven year, they do call it the seven year itch, isn't it? That's the sort of pressure that society's given you um, there. But I would really need to spend time and, and really look at the kind of pressure points. But what would be a really good thing, and I would really encourage you um, to do this, and anyone else that's listened that's been in past relationships and couldn't really work it out why it ended, I mean that means that's a worrying that's a worrying place to be when you can't work out why you finished, right? I think your ex partner owes it to you to let you know as to why, right? And I think a really mature and neutral message or reach out to them would be look, look, hey, I can accept it's over and that's okay. It's been a while now and I'm in a good place right now. But to help me moving forward, could you tell me at what at which point it was over for you, right? 
I think that's a very nice message or conversation to have uh, with an ex-partner so you can take the lessons and move on to become a better person for someone new, right? I know some of you like that, right? So write that one down. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Hi, Spicy Brown. Hello, Spicy Brown. Okay, Neil, mate. Good night. Hi, Jimmy. Uh, GTK London. Hello, Wazim. Not really. I was laid back. Well, maybe that was the issue. Um, you know, if you if you're too laid back, you know, then you became you become a bit of a, a pushover. I mean. I know this, I'm telling you from my experience, okay, that I was in a relationship with a very passive girl when I was younger, um, in which I had free reign to do what I want, wanted, right? And from the outside, all my friends are thinking I was Jack the Lad, you know, I, I, I was living a life of leisure. I was rendezvousing with, you know, a new woman perhaps every other week, right? And I was still in this relationship, it was like an open relationship but on one side. Um, and the consequence of that was I actually started slowly losing more and more respect for this person. Um, that was one thing. And also at the time, it was very too much family orientated me for such a young age. So that was quite a pressure for me. It wasn't really um, something that um, I could take on at that time in my life. Um, so these were two things. So, but I'm saying that again. I've, I'm echoing stuff I've already said earlier on this on this feed. It's you got to stand up to your partner if you feel like they're taking the piss, right? Um, I don't. I don't want someone that's too laid back. I want someone that can can challenge me. Okay, and I really do encourage you to kind of look at that behavior a bit more. Um, it's not to be uh, abrasive, right? It's just calling someone out where they're doing wrong. You know it. You know it when you've seen it. You know when your partner is showing signs or behaving in a way that isn't in a line with your values, okay? But you've got to be brave enough to call them out on it. Otherwise, they're going to continue to behave like this, and they're going to, they're going to probably go further. And in this case, they did, okay? Hi, Samson. Uh, TPL Podcast, hello. Uh yeah, no. Well, largely, like, just that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sad that he, he's not able to do that for you. Um, but look, the feedback I've gave you tonight, I hope that that's been um, you know constructive for you. Um, constructive criticism. It, it might not be. I might be wrong. I'm just making assumptions based on what you've told me. Um, but. Take the lessons, if so, if it resonates with you, fantastic, and then and look to be more aware of that moving forward. Uh, okay, he says you said there were lots of times when I when I could have left, but I was loyal to him and I challenged him often and I held him accountable and he didn't like it. Thank you so much. Okay, well there may have been um, maybe then your values just weren't aligned to make it um, for the long term, you know. And, you know, that's okay. That's okay. And also as well, I think you've got to remember, like, you know, after being so long with someone, we do evolve as, as people. And um, there was a great, there was a great little clip on this from, um, you know, Will Smith's family. I think it's, it's hosted by uh, his wife. It's called The Round Table. And they were talking about the evolution of oneself in a relationship, you know, and a lot of people interpret that as we're becoming two different people. 
so therefore we need to separate. But everyone has a role that they're playing in a relationship, right? And as you evolve in the as you evolve in the relationship, you got to get back around the table and you got to communicate what your new values are and your new needs and your new desires are. Because obviously, as we get older, they become different, right? They're not going to be the same as when when you were like 10 or 20 years younger when you first met. So it's all about communication. We've got to communicate what those things are, okay, and evolve on. But um, but listen, if your values were just misaligned, you know, after so many years, then, you know, maybe now you should be excited of what's what's to happen next, okay? That's what I always say. I was on the phone to a client this morning, and he was, you know, with someone for 22 years, and I said, you know what, you you can only be excited of what's to happen next, yeah. And he loved that. He goes, you know what, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right because within the relationship, he he knew it was going downhill. He started thinking about these desires and other things he wanted to do, but he didn't. Um, but now he can. Okay. So he did evolve. He evolved in the relationship. Rate my date. Hello. Welcome. Uh, a fancy. So throw some questions at me, guys. Uh, if you've got anything else, uh, I'm here for a few more minutes. Uh, if nothing else comes my way, I'm going to get off early. How can I help you? Any questions, your dating life, your social life, um, what hurdles are you facing? I feel like tonight's been more of like a relationship special, um, you know, life after divorce, so to speak. Um but really, like anyone that's going through, I mean, I actually consulted a dear friend of mine um, in San Francisco uh, only two days ago. And, you know, she's going through a bit of a breakup or a disruption in her relationship dynamic. And um, I was saying, you just got to take the lesson out of it. You've really got to take the lesson out of it. You've got to be thankful. You can't hold bitterness towards someone that you spent so much time with because they were a reflection of who you were, right? And you gotta respect that and you still gotta have that love for that someone. And you gotta wish them the best as well. You gotta have nothing but gratitude for that person being in your life. You know, time is the one thing you don't get back. And you give time to them, they give time to you, right? So don't be bitter towards someone when you break up. Be thankful, be grateful for being able to share an experience with them. Because it is a beautiful thing. You know, it is. Um Large and Lovely says, what do I look for when I am dating? Um, it's, a good, it's a good question. It's subjective. But um, hi, Austin. Welcome on, buddy. Hi, violinist. Um, what do I look for? I look for someone that can, that can push back. Right? I can look, like I said, I keep using this word challenge. I, I'm, I look for that. Um, I'm looking for someone that's caring, nurturing, um, you know, is... is is um, is driven, is driven. Um, who I'm sexually compatible with, you know, that's something that is often tiptoed around in conversation, um, but it needs to be brought up. You know, you need to make sure you're sexually compatible. Um, I, I want someone that has their own interests, their own hobbies, their own thing going on. You know, that that, that can hold themselves well in a social presence. Um, that is family orientated. Because that's going to happen one day, you know. Uh, someone who's well-traveled, in touch with different cultures. Someone who is open-minded. Um, someone that uh, 
has a higher state of consciousness. That's important to me. Someone who is emotionally mature, right? And I'm just speaking about the character side here, you know, visually, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to disclose what that is right now, but, um, you know, there, there is a, there is a, a certain theme of the women that I'm attracted to. And, um, I don't make any substitutes in that area. Um, Violinist says, how do you carry on when your ex used you as a rebound boyfriend? Um, well, here's the thing. I mean, it's literally, it's whatever the situation is, you've got to own it. You've got to take responsibility for it, right? Um, you would have probably factored that in, that you were that person if the relationship happened pretty quickly when she broke up, okay? So logically, you know that she hasn't really found her place after this relationship and you came in as that guy right so take responsibility for that first of all right never point the finger and say oh this happened to me play the victim card own it own it okay but also at the same time be thankful again be thankful for having this experience with her right no matter how short or how long it was she was in that place uh, in her life you were in that certain place in your life right um that's it. Just just celebrate that. Celebrate that. Don't be negative. Don't be bitter. Celebrate the fact that you had that time together. And I'll celebrate what's to happen now moving forward. Right? You've really got it. It's a mind game. It's a mind game. It's a process. I can understand, you know, it feels uncomfortable. Perhaps you feel perhaps used. Right? Um, but come on, let's take responsibility. Let's have that high state of consciousness. You, you knew what the situation was. You know, her coming fresh out of that situation. You've got to factor that in. Let's take the lesson. Let's take the lesson. Let's move on, right? Um, that's not to say all situations turn out like that. It really isn't. You know, a dear friend of mine, um, I remember he, who was the girl he was with, that he was a, it was, he was, um, was it, re no, I'll take that back. That wasn't a rebound situation. He just found her in a, in a dark place um, and came in as, as the shoulder of the cry on and now it's his wife. Um, so it's a whole different thing altogether so violence thank you for the question anyway one dance hello austin james says how do you make sure you are sexually compatible <laughs> we'll take a guess my friend <laughs> um you know we'll, we'll, the obvious aside um what you do have to do is bring it to the table all right if you're interested in someone um you gotta talk about sex and a lot of people are uncomfortable about having that conversation, maybe because of this, this in, because of the society they were brought up in, or a set of belief system that was installed to them at a young age, or it's a cultural thing. But look, if you can't talk about certain things with a woman on a sexual level, then you know. It, for me, like I'm talking about sex very quickly with someone if I'm interested in them in that way and if they can't talk to me on that level then I, I, I can't shortlist it you know I can't shortlist it so you got to talk about your desires your fantasies your needs right you can I mean I, I teach all this stuff in my workshop how to do it in the most appropriate way and then not to come across as a sleazeball um, and you need to put some feeders out there to see how they respond to that I mean, you're going to know if they don't respond to that and their desires are, you know, if you, you know, if you want, if you're into like BDSM and like tying people up, <laughs> you're into all that kind of stuff, right? That's not my bag, but I'm just throwing it out as a, uh, as an example. 
and you say that's you know that's your fantasy and her fantasy is you know waking up on sunday morning you know having sex with the birds and the bees making noise outside you know you just can be like okay that's nice it's romantic but it's not really what i had in mind it's just not a fit do you know what i mean so it needs to come out on on the table we need to talk about these things okay hi may hi cameron um happy new year buddy good to have you back on hi john large and lovely says i'm not shy talking about it there you go that's a, that's a lady right there confirming that she is comfortable talking about sex guys tuning in that are still uncomfortable talking about sex just get used to it get used to it here's my tip if you are uncomfortable talking about sex in a direct manner right Meaning, you know, what do you like? You know, what do you mean what I like? You know, what do you like in bed? What's your favourite position? <laughs> whatever, whatever cheeky comment you feel to throw out as a remark. Why not introduce sex in an indirect way into the conversation, right? So an example of that would be, you know, I was reading this article um, in, in this woman's magazine earlier, and they said that, um, you know, 80% of women don't like to, be, to have guys go down on them. I mean, what do you think of that statistic? I mean, I just made that up right now. But you can see it's a cheeky little way to bring sex up into the conversation and have them say, well, you can get some feelers if, if they're into it or not, right? And then once you're there, now you're in the program. Do you know what I mean? Now you're in the sex program. You know, they're like, well, you know, I like to, I like to, a guy going down on me. Oh, really? Mm, okay. What else do you like? <laughs> You can see. So just you need a vehicle. If you're not comfortable um, using a direct um, bit of a bit of language to bring it up into conversation, then use an indirect vehicle to to bring it up. And then once you get more accustomed to speaking indirectly, you know, bringing that in, switch over to direct. It's fun. It's really fun. Okay. I feel. Uh, online casino VIP, <laughs> great, <laughs> large and lovely. See, there's a lady there that has just given me the okay for um, my suggestions there on how to introduce sex into the conversation. All right, hi Andre, welcome, guys. We're in the last few minutes now, um, so ask me anything regards to dating and your social life. Any hurdles? Any questions? Do you have a problem talking about sex? Are you uncomfortable about bringing that up into conversation? Because that was the last question if you're just joining. I just shared of your way that you can smoothly uh, introduce sex into the conversation. Um, what else are you uncomfortable with? How can I help you get more comfortable with being more social, uh, more sexual, right? Um, and better, better with the other, better with attracting women or men in your life. How can I help you with that? What do you suck at? What do you suck at? If you are having that conversation with yourself internally, you know, when's the last time you caught yourself saying that? You know, oh, I suck at this. Suck at what? Tell me what that is. Because that's the hurdle I want to help you jump over. You know? We're all going through life with a, with a certain story in our head. Oh, I'm shit at this. I'm crap at this. What is that thing? Tell me what that thing is and I'll give you a solution or I hope to give you a solution. So... We can turn the noise down. We can turn the noise down and actually create a path that allows you to take action and allows you of your abilities. 
Large and Lovely says, some women look for men that make six, six figures. Is that a good thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. What's, wh why isn't a man making six figures? You know, I'm not, I'm not saying, um, uh, you know, every man needs to make six figures. I mean, life is a lot easier if you're learning, uh, making six figures. It gives you more options, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're looking for security and security comes in all shapes and forms. Sure, financially, um, you know, there's a level of security, but also love, care, nurture. Can the man look after you on an emotional level? Does he understand how to communicate on the emotional frequency like me, um, that you need him to communicate on, right? Because we're all emotional creatures, aren't we? We're all emotional creatures. And this is something that came late to me in life. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand how to be free of my emotion and, 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 and talk to women and, and do romantic gestures and show them what love actually is, right? Um, in actual fact, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have been dated, um, have dated quite a lot of women and, and learnt what love is, right? I've, I've learnt what love is, yeah? Um, hi, April. Uh, violinist says he sucks at saying hi. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. Right, you have the opportunity to say hello to someone every single day, right? As you walk down the street, I, I did a good video today. If you if you if you follow me on Instagram, you see my Instagram stories. Um, yesterday, I was running late for a meeting, okay, and I came out of the the apartment and I had the opportunity to jump in a taxi, or walk or take a bike, and I chose to take a bike, right? So I cycled all the way to this meeting, and it I got me quicker than probably the taxi would anyway, because the taxi would have sat in traffic. And um, as I was going through the park, I did the meeting and I came back on, on the bicycle. You know, it was beautiful. It was really, really good for the mind as well to kind of get out there and do that. I kind of had this epiphany and I was like, you know what? Like, all it takes is a small little change in your lifestyle to open up a new landscape of opportunities, right? If you're looking to meet new people, Right, you can choose a more. You can choose the social option or the enclosed option. Now, the enclosed option would have been me taking a taxi, right? Which meant I wouldn't have had the opportunity to interact with people if I wanted to. Okay. So instead, I took the more social option, the more open option, as opposed to enclosed. I decided to be out in the open. I decided to commute on the bicycle. You know, and had I been in the mood or in the need to speak to or meet someone new, I had the opportunity to do so because I allowed myself that landscape. Now, take that metaphor, take the anecdote and see how you can apply that in your life. How many more, how many social decisions can you make in your life? Well, the decisions you need to make soon, right? Or tomorrow or this week, next. What sort of changes in your lifestyle can you make to provide a new landscape for opportunities, right? And once you've got the landscape, right, and you're moving in that environment, you're walking around, maybe you see someone, there's a bit of eye contact going on, the conversation's already begun. The conversation has already begun if you've got the eye contact, okay? The next thing you say is hi, right? But it's the way you say hi. 
you say hi with a, almost like a familiar and playful look on your face. If you say hi with a doubtful, uncertain look on your face, and that's a different experience altogether. Okay, I do little demonstrations on here, um, you know, here and there, and like this, this would be this would be an example, right? So I, I could look at someone and I'm walking around. We've got the eye contact going. I might go, hey, right, and that's the opener. That's the opener. It's not what you say to open, it's what happens next, right? So you actually need to drive it forward, right? If, if I was walking around and I saw someone, I was in the park, I got off my bicycle for, per se, and I did the eye contact thing and I looked at him like this and hi. Yeah, that's fucking weird. That's weird. So you see, it's all about what you're thinking. What you're thinking is what you project. If I'm thinking I'm playful and this is fun, then I'm making that person I'm feel at ease. I'm making them feel comfortable. But if I'm feeling like, oh my God, I hope this person likes me. Hi. Like that, <laughs> that's the experience you give someone, do you see? So a lot of it is the story you tell yourself up here. Yeah, it, it, that's the important thing. Um, but violinist, you know, to round up on your question, it's don't overthink the opener is what I'm trying to say. Don't overthink the opener. You've got to focus on natural fact. Your sticking point isn't the opener. Your sticking point is what do I say next, right? So you need to learn about uh, my conversation model that's in my book, Elite Seduction, and on my courses. And I'll give you the first thing to say. I mean, it's an assumption. You've got to use an assumption, right? Everyone is for, from somewhere, you know, especially in a big city like here in London. So an easy one would be, is like, well, where's your accent from, right? Um, and that gives you a bit of conversation. It gives you a topic to talk about. You know, she says, I don't know, she says Italy or something, right? Then straight away you can relate. You can relate to you've been to Italy or you haven't been to Italy. So, you know, tell me three places I should definitely check out. You know, you're trying to get a commonality to play with. But then you've got to circle around to actually why you're talking. And that's when you've got to pull your balls out your stomach, right? And say, well, actually, fact, actual fact... I actually think you're pretty cute. So like, we should definitely stay in touch. How do we go about it, right? And then get the number, okay? I mean, I can go on and on and on about how to use conversation models. And I'm just obviously going, I'm just trying to rush through this to give you some sort of idea of how it would look because um, you've got very limited time. But on the 25th here in January, I'm doing a one-day workshop, a 12-hour workshop, Impactful Connections. Um, so if you haven't attended yet, this, this is your opportunity, guys. Right. Hey, Seb, welcome back. Um, oh, violinist says, been in three different relationships and suck. They all broke up with me. Okay. What's the pattern, violinist? Why are they breaking up with you? What's the feedback you're getting? Because that's what we need. We need the lesson, right? It's all about behavioral patterns. It's about awareness. We need to work out why they're leaving with you. What's the trigger? Get back to me. Cameron says, how do I set the premise for casual sex for a friend with benefits and not serious relationship? How do I do in a way she'd respect and not hurt any feelings? You tell her. You tell her. You go, listen, look, I'm in a place right now where, you know, perhaps, perhaps you've just come out of a long-term relationship. I've just come out of a long-term relationship and um, right now, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious. Um, I just want to let you know where I'm at, right? But I do think that we should keep seeing each other because I think you're an awesome person. Um, 
but for me, my policy is transparency and honesty. I can't stand guys that lie to get what they want. I'm not that sort of guy. In actual, thing, in actual fact, I don't think the world is fair on women, you know, punishing women for actually getting what they want. For me, I believe in empowering women, you know. So I just want to be transparent with you, like where I'm at and how much respect I have for women uh, and how we should all go through life and, and celebrate life in the best way we can. Will that do, mate? <laughs> Something like that. <coughs> you might want to <laughs> replay this and write that down. I, Pandora. Seb says he sent a letter. Okay. <laughs> On New Year's. I did well. Didn't fully fornicate, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Seb, man. Thanks for the update. <laughs> um, Seb, how do you meet up with a girl after meeting her in person, then talking on Instagram to see her again, but outside of work? Just ask her, buddy. I mean, I think you're overthinking that one. If you've got good chemistry, if you've got good rapport with her, then maybe invite her to something that you're already going to, right? Maybe, because I always encourage that. I always live an lead an interest in life, right? Lead an interest in life and invite others into it. So maybe invite her to something you're already doing. Um, that would be cool, right? Take the shot. Hi, Ben. Uh, Larger Lovey says why are there less romantic men in this world they're out there they are out there it's um you know they, they are out there don't worry about that you just got to position yourself in the right places Seb says there is this girl that looks like Adele slim though <laughs> I DM'd her to hang out she ain't respond do I just leave it <laughs> Is she the girl that you met offline, first of all? Or is this a cold interaction that you're just reaching out online? I need more context, buddy. Hi, Talat. Really looking forward to working with you, mate. Um, great conversation earlier. I'm, I'm really excited about your enthusiasm. Uh, hi, Abraham. Hi, Scott. Welcome back, buddy. Hi, JP. Hi, Tez. So, guys, we just ran up to the last sort of remaining minutes. Um, last, last question, then. Throw the last question at me because I've got to get off. I've got a very early start tomorrow. Um, I'm doing my annual blood test to see, um, to make sure I'm in a good place. Um, it's a warm interaction. I met her at, met her at work. Um, well then, pff, hey man, if you're going to meet her at work, just chill. You're going to see her at work anyway, mate. Um, if, if she's a colleague, that is. Yeah. Um, but look, remember, social media is great because you can play the long game. You don't need a quick conversion, right? There's no, there's no time constraint, yeah? This is why I encourage you all to really, um, you, know, you know, get better at online branding because you are a brand, right? You really got to polish up your brand. You've got a shop window there to really communicate your values, right? Are you utilizing it? Are you utilizing it? Are you utilizing that space? Have a look. When we get off the call tonight, have a look at your social media account and really be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what does this window, because it is a window, isn't it? If you imagine yourself walking down a high street and you're looking through each shop window and you are one shop on a big high street, how well is your window dressed? And authentic, is it authentic? I'm not, I'm not all about the flash. I'm not all about the pose. People can see right through that. And there's a lot of that going on, right? There's a lot of people playing into something they're not, 
right? That's not what I'm trying to get you to do. I'm trying to work out what your values are and how you're communicating them through the shop window, okay? And I teach all this on my workshops. Um, Seb, you need to play the long game. Me, I'm the master of the long game. I tell you that, I'm the master of the long game. Um, you just gotta understand time is your friend, okay? Because what's the opposite? The opposite to you not understanding that, that time is your friend, is you acting all needy, right? And why do you act needy? You act needy because you don't have abundance in your life, right? Whenever I've identified neediness in, um, in my behavior, it's because I probably haven't had abundance in my life, right? Of that thing, you understand? So a woman doesn't wanna feel at the early stages that she is the only one. You transition to that, you transition to that. But at the beginning, there needs to be a level of uncertainty, right? She wants to go on this journey to exclusivity with you, but you can't convey straight away that there's no one else in the picture, right? Because it doesn't make you desirable, does it? Yeah? King never rushes, exactly, Seth. A king never rushes. You saw the quote the other day. <laughs> That's where it comes from. You gotta master the long game. I'm telling you, if you want, if you want decent women, right, you gotta master being cool, calm, and collected. You might slip up a few times, but you gotta be calm, cool, and collected, brother. I'm telling you that. You want the decent women. I want to buy a Mercedes and pull up at the McDonald's drive-through. <laughs> you don't need the Mercedes, man. I'm telling you, you don't need the Mercedes. You just need to work on yourself. You know. Just need to work on yourself. All these props, all right, they'll attract attention, but you know, it's about coming from a place of certainty, right? And when you've experienced and you've ratcheted up the approaches, you've ratcheted up the certain caliber of women that you want in your life, you're gonna be standing up and talking to the women of that caliber, coming from a place of certainty, because you've experienced yourself experiencing those sort of women. You understand? So you've gotta you've gotta step up, you've got to go on that journey. You can't avoid the journey. You can't avoid the journey. You've got to get your hands dirty, okay? Uh, Seb says, do you post pictures of yourself with other girls? Well, check my, check my account. Check my social media, okay? Um, I think it's a bit of a cringe, to be honest, because I have women in my life. I have beautiful women in my life, right? And for that to appear on social media, that needs to happen quite organically, you know, so I don't post a lot about me with other women. Um, they exist, um, but yeah, it women do see women do see that as pre-selection. If they see you with other beautiful women, then it makes you look safe, right? In their eyes, it's like, oh, okay, well, he's obviously got something going on because those women have already selected him with him, so they become curious, right? But it can't be a con, you know, you've actually got to go on a journey to actually be around beautiful women and actually you be comfortable around beautiful women because if you're not comfortable around them, they're not going to be comfortable around you, okay? So see it as the woman that's next to you is your stock price and the women looking in, they're going to be thinking, oh, okay, that's his type, right? You see how powerful that that is? When two women are speaking about a guy and they're speaking about that guy has a type. Do you see how opposite that is to just wanting to be accepted by any woman? It's powerful. 
He has a type. He selects women, not women select him. It's powerful, right? And that comes from knowing what you want. It's the most powerful thing in attraction, knowing what you want. It's one of the first exercises I do. If you read my book, it's, I, we do it two times. We do it right at the beginning and we do it at the end because I guarantee the, the things you wrote down, first of all, at the beginning, are not going to be the same um, at the end because of what I've taught you, okay? Scott says, any tips on self-development? Uh, yeah, I just, again, it's a, one of my favorite Jim Ron quotes is, you know, you're the average of the five closest people around you. So if you want to become great at anything, put yourself around people that are great at that thing, okay? Because your brain is like a sponge, okay? Your brain is like a sponge and it's always learning, right? You've got conscious learning and you've got unconscious learning, right? You're walking around, there's messages, there's data that's constantly going into your subconsciousness, right? And if you put yourself around people that are already excelling in the thing that you want to be great at, then you're going to absorb some of that. There's no two ways about it, you know? I've been around certain people in my life and I've become educated on other things that I won't even realize I was educated on until I met people that didn't know how to do the basics in that area, and it's not like I went to a class, it's because I put people around me that were good at that. I just become more aware of such things. Um, Seb says, how do you keep motivated? Um, you gotta have goals. You gotta have goals, right? If you don't have goals, you drift. It's that simple, we all know that. We all know that. We just stopped writing goals down. We got a bit lazy. I got a bit lazy. You know, I've done that before. I've, I've, I've had goals and then I've, I've kind of hit a bit of fatigue. I've took myself off that path and I thought, fuck, I've, I've, I've got off track a bit here. And then I go back to writing my lists again, right? So take after this call, I, I encourage you guys to get back to building lists, okay? Write down what you want to do. Like before you go to bed tonight, write down a list of all the things that you want to achieve tomorrow, right? Maybe that thing is just five five things, five things that you know you need to do, right? And then write another list of what you want to do for the whole week. Five things that you want to do, want to complete for the week, right? And then write another list, five things that you want to do this year, right? Maybe it's places you want to visit or things you want to achieve, right? It might be a financial goal. It might be how many ladies you want to talk to and see how your life changes. Okay, without goals, you, you you got no direction. And it was a lesson. It was, it was something in school I never took seriously. You know, I thought it was just one of those sort of lesson fillers. You know, I was doing a goal setting class today. I never really understood it. You know, as a kid, right? Because I had no purpose as a kid. I didn't know what my purpose was as a kid, so it didn't resonate with me. But it's only when you go through life you realize how, how important goal setting is, right? Um. Scott says, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll work on getting around people who have my interests in mind. Thanks. Scott, good stuff. And also as well, get yourself away from the people that don't have, right? Get get yourself away from the people that you feel are pulling you back. I mean, you hear a lot of people that are in self-development talk about this, but really, why is everyone talking about this? Because it matters. It really does matter. I just started watching last night the um, the Bill Gates documentary on Netflix, Um and the guy's, the guy's an incredible mind. But look how he behaves. Look how, look how strict he is with his time. Look, look how, how, he, like how he, his entrepreneurial brain is amazing. 
you know, where he, he's picking up some studies about, um, and they were talking about the, the, um, the problem with uh, toilets and stuff in, the, in these not well-developed countries, and that was a problem. You know, how he looks for problems and goes to very educated people and goes, how can we fix this problem? You know, like that way of thinking, like reverse engineering a problem into a business, it's just genius, you know, we all know it, but like to see the guy do it and to see the guy, how he spends his time and, I mean, you know, look, change your hero, right? I wrote a quote uh, uh, not so long ago about this, you know, if you're not, if you don't feel like you're going in the right direction in your life, change your hero, change the person that you've been looking up to, right? It's got to be changed, Okay. Scott says a lot of my childhood friends. That's fine. And I, I, I see that as, you know, childhood friends are often friends of convenience, right? You got thrown into a classroom and then you became friends because it was proximity, wasn't it? It was, oh, it was just friends of convenience. It would be convenient to be friends of people in this room because it may be more comfortable, right? And some of those people, you know, they do grow up to be long-term friends. They do great things in their life, etc. But... They're only going to help you get to a certain stage in life. So they're still your friends. Just position them in a different area and acquire new ones where your time is more valuable. Okay? Look at who you're speaking to on a weekly basis, right? And ask yourself, what are they doing with their life, right? Because remember, you've got to protect this subconscious. You've got to protect it. You've got to protect what it's absorbing, right? If, if, if you're around people that just aren't able to work things out, you know, they're drifters, then that's really going to affect your growth, okay? So have a think about that. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, it's, it's been a bit of a slow starter. I mean, we had a bit of a few hiccups to begin with, um, but we got through it. It felt more about like a relationship episode tonight, which is fine. Uh, it's great. I, I like talking about those sort of things because, you know, it, it's all fun, like helping people attract the individuals that they want in their lives. But what's really juicy and what's more meaningful is actually how to keep the relationship going, you know, and how to get over the hurdles and obstacles that we face and the challenges that we um, face over years. And as we grow, as we evolve in the relationship, how do we communicate that in a relationship? And it's all fascinating stuff, you know, um, but... I can help you with all of it. I can help you with the early stages of getting better and overcoming your initial hurdles of, of self-doubting thoughts and limited beliefs to, you know, talking to someone for the first time to be able to, um, you know, nurture that into a relationship, turn it into something meaningful. Or if you want to have a lifestyle with just, you know, many women, many, many people in your life, that's fine. But I think we're all on that journey. We're all on that journey to actually find companionship, right? And, um, that's why I kind of want to encourage you to have more thought about obviously go on a journey to have all these wild experiences because I think that's what life's about. You know, you want to, you do want to have all certain experiences, but at the same time, you always got to have in mind what you're looking for for the long term, right? And you'll know it, you'll know it when you, when you get there, you know? Um, but guys, it's, it's a pleasure as always giving you my time. Um, guys, if you've got any questions you want to ask me in confidence, just DM me. If you want to know more about the courses that we're doing this year, seven-day programs, um, the Impactful Workshop, uh, we're, we're, we're all running them. If you want to fly me out somewhere and you want to work on a one-to-one -one basis um, anywhere in the world, um, just reach out. You know what? I, you know I do that. You know you know what I'm, I've been doing for so many years. You've been following me for so many years. Um, let's, let's make it happen, right? 
All right, guys, good night and God bless. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.